Bhagavanin. And so I lied to all my elf friends. I am Tani Tanuviel, the resident KUCI Middle Earth Elf. You are listening to KUCI in Irvine, 88.9 FM, Orange County's alternative radio station, and quite possibly the best radio station in the history of Middle Earth. That fantastic music in the background is the Academy Award-winning music of Howard Shore from the soundtrack of Fellowship of the Ring. So welcome to What Would Arwen Do? I'm here every Tuesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific Time. And we are also streaming live at kci.org and through iTunes. So wherever you are on this fair globe, you can catch us. And I'm very excited today. I've got uh, several things to be sharing with you. As you know, I've been talking to you about the turkeys and about creating new traditions for Thanksgiving as Thanksgiving is approaching. So I have a little um, elvish adventure report about uh, my little adventure with the turkeys right now. And also announcement uh, to let you know to please join us next Tuesday when my my guest is going to be Greg Bauer, who is the founder of Farm Sanctuary. Uh, and those are the folks that help uh, help all the animals and also have created the Adopt a Turkey program. So you can adopt a turkey rather than eating one. And uh, yeah, that will be next week. So I hope you'll come back. In case you are tuning in for the very first time, you may be wondering what this show is all about. Well, if a Middle Earth elf lived today in Southern California, what might her life look like? How would she, as a modern elf, celebrate and support the Earth? Music, arts, her community, the preservation of Earth, its beauty, resources, and creatures? Some people like to ask, what would Jesus do? And that is a very good question. But in this program, I like to ask, what would Arwen do? Who was Arwen, you may be wondering? In J.R.R. Tolkien's Mythology of Middle-Earth, Arwen was an elf princess, the daughter of Elrond, a prince among elves and lord of Rivendell, a magical place of healing lore and wisdom, perhaps not unlike the community here at UC Irvine. Arwen embodied the archetype of a true princess of the light, a beloved daughter of the universe, as are all the women of this fair celestial home called Earth or an elvish Arda. So I believe that Arwen understood the principle of noblesse oblige, that with great privilege comes responsibility. And um, as kind of a modern elf, I've been doing my little, what started out as an experiment and turned into my grand adventure of my life as an elf now for over 10 years. And it's been a wonderful adventure. It brought me many, um, many new friends and wonderful things to experience and enjoy in this uh, life on the planet. And I'm very excited today. Um, If you've tuned in before, you know that I love celebrating music and arts and community. And today, our show will be kind of centered around the theme of community, specifically uh, our spiritual community and the community um, here at UC Irvine. There are lots of students. I think our population here on the campus is something like over 60,000 people, consider, um, including students and staff and all of that. We're like a small, wonderful city. A lot of people come from very far away, 
And it's nice to, when you go very far from home, to find some place where you can feel connected to other um, kindred spirits and people that you have things in common with. Before we go much further, I'd like to remind you that you can contact me at askanelf at yahoo.com. I would love to hear from you. You can find podcasts and information about this show and all the public affairs programs of KUCI at KUCITalk.org. And you can find podcasts of What Would Arwen Do on iTunes or on our homepage at KUCI.org under Archives and then scroll down to Podcasts. So in case you have a friend or maybe a friend here on the campus of UCI that would be interested in finding out more about, um, well, actually, in just a few minutes, we're going to be spending some time with Reverend Dr. Finney Chang, who is the chaplain at the Canterbury Irvine Ministry, and they've got some wonderful things going on over there for students and I think maybe even including people of the community if they are interested. So anyway, more about that in, in just a moment. And a reminder that for the podcast, in case you listen in or have someone listen in, we do edit out all copyrighted material. So in case you are listening and you hear a song start and then you only hear a few, maybe 20 seconds of it and it's over, I will always tell you what the song is and where you can find it. But we do have to edit out the music of copyrighted, copyrighted music for the podcast. So... On we go. Again, hello to all my friends who may be listening from here in Southern California or on the Internet, especially those of you up in Washington and Canada. A special hello and my govanen and thanks for listening and Ro down in Escondido. So we are in the midst of the holidays and the season of Thanksgiving where we celebrate the things that we are grateful for and spend time with our families. And it's... You know my passion for the animals and creatures that we share this planet with, and I'm very happy I'll be able to spend a little more time talking to you about that next week. You know I'm an advocate for the, the turkeys. Not that I'm especially enamored of turkeys. I think poor little turkeys, if they were cuter, they might have a better, a better time in life. But... We do live in a time when we can actually feed ourselves without having to kill anything or be violent toward other creatures. And I would like to propose that some of us start new traditions for Thanksgiving instead of just doing what we've always done because, well, that's what we've always done. I've had Thanksgiving feasts for many years now and been so full and so satisfied and so grateful for all the gifts of the earth that I enjoyed and didn't miss turkey meat one little bit. So I'd like to hear from you. I'm telling, going to tell you my little experiment, or I guess it's kind of an experiment that I'm doing. I decided to kind of get in solidarity with the turkeys, and I thought, and I was at my favorite bookstore at the library that I've told you about, the Friends of the Library, and there was a book there on fasting for spiritual breakthrough. And I thought, well, that's interesting. And for some reason, it all just kind of, I thought, well, what if I fasted for the turkeys? And, of course, not realizing fasting means you have to do without something you like. And then I thought, because I really do feel very strongly, and I actually have to serve turkey all day long at 
where I work right now. And so it's good because I do my job with my whole heart and with uh, friendliness and cheerfulness. And I, I do believe that where uh, I ter- serve the turkeys from, they are there's no antibiotics or anything. And uh, if you have to get a turkey somewhere, it's a really good place to get your turkey. However, I'd much prefer that um, people had um, like a big squash or something or a nice brown rice dish. So I thought, well, what if I did without something that is very meaningful to me uh, and spent that time praying for the turkey? So, you know, I'm an elf and we elves love our wine. So for this week, I'm doing without wine, which I really do like to come home in the evening and have a little glass of wine and funneling that money toward adopting a turkey. So I've been through one night. I've made it through one night so far, and uh, hopefully with your prayers and with the help of the Lord and uh, any courage I can muster, I will make it through the rest of the week. And I don't know if it will make a difference for the turkeys, but I think it might make a difference for me. And um, so if you're so inclined or if you have any comments or thoughts about that, I'd love to hear from you at askanelf at yahoo.com. If you'd love to join me in giving up some little something, maybe you give up your lattes or maybe give up chocolate uh, for a week. I'm doing this for a week, for the week that I'm going to have to be serving turkeys, and then I'll, I'll break my fast. I'm just fasting from the wine and diverting, and I've heard this call, this is called the widow's fast, and diverting the funds to helping turkeys. And um, so if you'd like to do that, who knows, maybe if you you might feel better, too, if you gave up your lattes for a week. So uh, that's, I come around to saying that next week, I'm very excited because Greg Bauer of Farm Sanctuary will be on talking to us about new traditions for Thanksgiving and how we can help the creatures, many creatures, not just turkeys, pigs, chickens, ducks, all kinds of creatures that we can help them and help them have a, uh, a happier life through compassion and kindness. So, we're going to have a tiny bit of music, and then I'll be back. Reverend Finney's going to be here with me for the remainder of the hour, and she has a wonderful story, and we'll get to hear all about how you can get involved in um, a spiritual life or or, or, um, contributing to your spiritual life here on the campus of UC Irvine. So, I'm going to play a little song for you from, well, of course, you know, The Hobbit's coming up, so let's hear from the Hobbit soundtrack, Underhill, because this is the place where we as elves support, and not support, but celebrate the works of J.R.R. Tolkien, who brought us the created mythology of Middle-earth. So this from the soundtrack of The Hobbit, and this is Underhill. I think you'll find it very similar to some of the Shire music from The Lord of the Rings, KUCI in Irvine. Welcome back to What Would Arwen Do? I am Tani Tenuville, the resident KUCI Middle Earth Elf. You are listening to Howard Shore, music from the soundtrack to The Hobbit. And in just actually less than a month, my friends, The Hobbit will be in theaters December 13th. And I was just at the movies on Sunday, saw Ender's Game, loved it. I could probably do a whole show on that. 
Um, but I thought it was a really a, a good movie, good values, and amazing visual effects. And they had the uh, the trailer from The Hobbit, which I've been careful to avoid spoilers for this whole year. But uh, I did watch it, and it's amazing, and we're all very excited. And that's coming up just on December 13th. The Hobbit, second installation of The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smog. So welcome back to What Would Arwen Do? I'm very excited. My guest today is Reverend Dr. Finney Chang from the Episcopal Campus Ministry at UC Irvine called Canterbury, Irvine. And thank you so much for being here. It's my pleasure to be here. Well, I got to meet you on a week ago Sunday. Yes. Yes, it was a week mm-hmm. ago Sunday. Mm-hmm. I was so excited. I've been sharing with my listeners a little bit about my uh, spiritual journey and of finding uh, St. Michael and All Angels Church. Mm-hmm. I have been a little bit around the spiritual spectrum and um, an event, uh, you know, in evangelical circles for quite a while. And then I was going to be, thought I might enjoy being a Roman Catholic, but they didn't. I had, there were some problems that they didn't. They wouldn't, they wouldn't really have me in the sense that I wouldn't be able to have communion. And I longed for it. And I love C.S. Lewis and J.R. Tolkien. And I thought, well, maybe the Anglican community is something that, you know, that was the spiritual tradition of C.S. Lewis. And the first day that I went to St. Michael and All Angels was the day they had the blessing of the animals. Mm. And I'd gone on the website this morning and I'd gone over there and just visited the grounds and met the secretary. She's lovely. Went on that morning, because I thought the service was at 11, it was at 10, but it said, it's the blessing of the animals. And I thought, what in the world is that? Mm -hmm. I had never heard of such a thing as having a service where Mm -hmm. you bring the animals. So that was wonderful. Yeah. Uh, Just a wonderful thing to discover. And here were all these people with their pets and their animals. There were chickens and dogs and fish. And it was, I thought, we should do this more often. And why don't they do it in all churches? You know, these little creatures that, you know, our companions. Created. And, yes, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And to take, to set aside a day to ask for a special blessing for them, I thought that was wonderful. So, and I've been enjoying the Anglican tradition and learning about that. And so last, uh, Sunday before last, I was running around late and I thought, oh, I really need to go today. And I'd been asking God to for ways to maybe be able, we're always looking for ways to connect more with the campus here at UC Irvine. I think a lot of people don't even know about KCI. Mm-hmm. Did you know about KCI? Not until I met you. <laughs> so, And how long yeah. have you been here on the campus? Uh, more than two years. Yes. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. that's the, and even students, it's amazing to me how many people still don't know, know about us. And we try to have, you know, a table out on Ring Road from time to time. And it's a wonderful place. It's a wonderful place of community and training. And students can get um, great um, experience, you know, doing a show, showing up on time. It's kind of like work experience. Looks great on your resume. And yet we continue to be one of the best kept secrets. So in case you are listening and you are a student, we do have a training, and um, uh, Reverend Chang, you might be interested in this, perhaps because you're involved here at UCI, we do a training every quarter, and uh, people can come uh, every quarter. It's open to students, staff, and faculty of UCI, and one quarter of the year we're open to community members, and you come, you take eight weeks of training, and you um, make a sit in a few shows, you take um, make a little demonstration tape 
and then you can apply for a show. Mm-hmm. It'd be wonderful to have a show from maybe some of the students or yourself mm-hmm. from at the Interface okay. Center. Okay. <laughs> so tell me, tell tell our listeners a little bit about first about you because I think you have a fan, fantastic story. You came here from a long ways away, right? Yes, uh, I was originally from Taiwan. I was born there. I grew up there, and I received uh, my. Uh, education there, uh, even up to uh, college level. And then um, I came to the States uh, for graduate studies. That was actually more than 20 years ago. Uh, And I was in Wisconsin at that time, uh, Madison, Wisconsin. And I got my uh, first graduate degree. And then uh, that was two years only. And then I went back to Taiwan and I became a English teacher there for more than 10 years and then uh, I realized you know I needed to upgrade my um, education again especially being a college student at that time I think I had to know more about what education is for and so I decided to quit my job and went to uh, Toronto Canada and I began my uh, PhD study there and I was there six years in Toronto and but actually before I graduated I got a chance to come to Los Angeles to visit my relatives here and uh, they were Episcopalian and I joined their church just like you you know yes. searching around and uh-huh. I joined their church and I started to serve and help with the church and then I received a call Mm-hmm. Uh, to serve as a full-time minister. I and love that. <laughs> and how long ago was that now? That was uh, eight years ago, at least. So yeah. then you had to go back into a whole another training session, right? Yes, but uh, I still continue my uh, PhD stu- uh, studies uh, in Toronto. I kind of went and came back, you know, back and forth for three about three years and I finished my study there and then right after that I went to the seminary here yeah and then I started my uh, my training and my education and became a, a minister uh-huh. mm-hmm. now how did you f- how did you end up in a sense, with, at St. Michael's and then also in the campus ministry at UCI because you don't actually live right in this immediate area. No, right? actually I'm living in Hacienda Heights. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not living in Irvine area. So I was commuting, actually. And you met me there because I also travel around uh, different churches in Irvine area in order to get their support to the campus ministry at UCI. So I actually didn't go to St. Michael Angel uh, every Sunday, only probably once or twice a year. And so I was glad that I, I got a chance to come here and talk to you and talk to our students. Yeah, yeah. I think it's wonderful. So um, at the, tell us a little bit about the, um, the ministry over there and, and what goes on and if someone wanted to be involved. Yes. Actually, uh, our gathering place is called Interface Center. Mm-hmm. It's located uh, right on this campus. And, but I know uh, lots of students never been there, just like I've never been here. 
but this is the opportunity for them all to know uh, this interface center is located uh, between engineering and Middle Earth. Okay. Yes. And it's also, uh, actually, it's one of the trailers, old trailers. So students who pass by and might, might, might be a little hard for them to find, find us. But uh, you like can... Like us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's actually, you can find uh, Building 319 on ma uh, campus map. Mm -hmm. We have a number, okay. 319. Just like you have yes. a number here. Yes. So it's not difficult to find right. it if you have a map in your hand. Yeah, and that interface center has been sitting there for more, actually, f just as old as this, this school. It has been there for, wow. yeah, since this school since was this founded. Wow. Well, maybe they changed the location, but uh, that interface center has been built for, you know, just as long as this school has been sitting here the same time. Yeah. So there are um, ministries to different types of spiritual traditions? Different traditions, different uh, religious or uh, faith traditions. Uh -huh. And so people of uh, various religious background, they share that space, including mm -hmm. my group. Mm -hmm. And we respect uh, each other's faith tradition, especially, you know, Thanksgiving is coming. Yes. For example, next Tuesday, we are going to have a, a Thanksgiving prayer service together. And we pray in different ways. Yes. But we appreciate that uh, kind of opportunity that we share with each other different faith tradition. Yes. Yeah. And because uh, we would like to uh, express our Thanksgivings to the Creator. Yes. And so... Uh, in different way and we we can do that yes and so we will do that next tuesday uh five o'clock in the afternoon in and the interface center and that's so uh five o'clock in the afternoon and that's tuesday tuesday the uh, 26th yeah the, the november tuesday, just, 26th just before thanksgiving actually your show is on tuesday so <laughs> right after your show we have that service Oh, that's yeah. Wonderful. So you can remind our students next week. I absolutely yeah, will in your remind show. them. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so and there's no charge for this, right? No, of course. No. Everyone and is welcome. Yes, everyone. And actually, that it's a special uh, gathering. But every week, anyone goes there. It's open. Okay. Twenty four seven. Oh, Anytime. Really? Yes, oh. it's open. You go there, and you can find a just a quiet spot and you sit there and you can do whatever you want yes yeah it's a place for everyone so i would like students to know it's a welcoming place for anyone even you don't have any religious background you are welcome yes yes well that is wonderful i know that's one of the things that that i so much appreciate about um especially certain types of churches like the anglican church and the roman catholic church you can go at any time yes and pray the church is always open yeah there's always a place that you can go in and just find a sacred space to just be quiet or whatever you yeah. know just and i like to emphasize even people who don't believe in god they mm -hmm. can go there because you know it's for anyone yes who even doesn't believe in god there is a space in deep in their heart right. that need to be filled yes and they can f uh, find their answer there yes that's a space for them 
That's on the wonderful. campus. Yes. That's wonderful. And a lot of times, when especially if so many students here are very far from home, mm-hmm. um, and I especially think of the freshmen, you know, their first yes. year, a lot of students, they're far from home and their family and things that are familiar and, you know, they're trying to make their way in a whole new place and then perhaps with a, a dorm of people, a, a bunch of other people they don't know, all the things that are familiar to them mm-hmm. are not here. Yes. And this might be, you know, there may be people either listening or people, if you're a student and you know of someone that... Um, you know, this is their first time away from home mm-hmm. and the first time being away from their family during the holidays. Some people that live quite far away can't always fly home for the holidays, mm-hmm. you know, so they're, they're going to be here on the campus. And um, so even during the holidays, the, the center will be open. Yes, yes, anytime. Yeah. There's no break during the year. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's always open. Well, I have your little brochure here and... Um, it's, I wanted to ask you, because it says here, a place of community, play. What are some of the things that you do for play? Uh, we gather together, uh, not only to worship, but also we uh, share dinner. Uh-huh. And we sh- uh, share our own stories. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we do outings together. Oh, yeah. like going and to the movies? Or yeah, that? yeah. And some of our students go surfing. They, yeah. they like all different kinds of uh, uh, outdoor activities. So if they come, and we would schedule activities for them. So, you know, it's, it's a, a group uh, that gather together to do anything. Yes. Yeah, for fun and also for spiritual growth. Right. So, like, I know there are quite a few students here that don't have cars. Um, so does the Interfaith Center, like if, sometimes if they plan activities, do they have like a bus we, or something? That yeah, they, and actually some of our students uh, have car. I have a car. So we provide, the, we, we offer ride uh-huh. to students who don't have uh, transportation. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. So, you know, that's not a problem. Yeah. Oh, yeah. good. Well, that... See, I, I hope that people who are listening will remember this. And if you are listening or perhaps turning into the podcast, because this show will be available on podcast, please let your friends, especially any friends or people or students you know here at UCI who may not, um, who may be far from home, please let them know about the Interfaith Center and especially about the Canterbury Irvine uh, Episcopal Campus Ministry. Um, for even I think it's wonderful for a place to play just to connect with other people and um, do fun things. You yes. know, I think that's a that's a yeah. vibrant part of the Christian life is doing yeah. doing fun things. And especially uh, those who uh, desire to explore and grow in their spiritual life, we are there to to be to walk uh, together with them on their journey. Yes. Yes. So, I want to ask you about a couple of the regular things that I see that you do. There's a weekly fellowship and dinner on Thursdays at 5.30 p.m. Yes, Can you tell us a a little bit about that? Yes, Uh, Thursday afternoon, 5.30, we gather and we sing songs and we meditate, we pray, and we have uh, communion together. Oh, yes, yes, and we share the bread and wine. And we share each other our stories. And um, after that, uh, we, we eat dinner together. Yeah. And the dinner is free. It's provided every Thursday uh, f- uh, after our worship. Uh-huh. Everyone is welcome. 
Oh, that's so wonderful. anyone who just who there's lots of hungry, hungry even <laughs> not 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 just spiritually yes. but physically, you know, yes. we we provide for their need. That's wonderful. Yes, and so this uh, it's a community meal. It says at at six thirty, and yes. uh, again it's at it's in, at the interfaith center. Um, can I give out the um, email in case somebody wants to sure, email sure. email you or find mm-hmm. out more information? Yes. It's, Canterbury Irvine at gmail.com. That's C A N T E R B U R Y I R V I N E. Canterbury Irvine at gmail.com. And we have a website. Okay. And what is that? www.canterburyirvine.org. Great. And uh, they can also call if they want information? Uh, or I think email will be the best. Okay, yeah. great. Yes. And again, that's in the Interfaith Center, building building 319 between Engineering and Middle Earth. Now, tell me a little bit more. I'm very curious about the um, the Tuesday. Yes. So, say I'm a student and I'm not really an Episcopalian, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I you know, I'm I'm just would like to connect with other people. I do believe in God, but you know, and um, if I did, wanted to come over, what would I what, what would I find? Yeah. What I feel, what I, what I feel, okay, coming all by myself too. Yeah, I didn't it, have anybody it to just come, come in. It just come in, and uh, actually, last year one student came in, you know, and we never saw her, and she, she came in and sat down, and we started to talk, and she said, I've been um, going from this group to that group, and I just cannot find a group that I can truly belong to, and I told her, now here you are. This is the group for you. So she stay. And uh, I use this as an example to tell our students that anyone who has a, even has doubt about uh, what faith is, what faith is, is, you know, they, they can just come and we are open to them. Yes. Yeah. And we are open to any question because that's a place for them to search for what they truly desire for in their heart. Mm. And Tuesday, we now offer a sesh, a series we call Heavenly Talk. So anything uh, relating to uh, what we call eternity mm-hmm. and or what people uh, would like to know about uh, what we call heaven, you know, uh-huh. anything relating to that, uh, we are there uh, for them to answer their questions. What about some of the harder questions like, well, if God is so good, why is there so much suffering in the world? Do, do, is there a place to, you know, for discussion of things yes, like that? Yes, there's always space. And I, it doesn't mean I have the answer. But uh, because, you know, I am also an educator. So uh, through dialogue and conversation, we can approach the truth and get closer to it. That's, yes. that's my answer. Yes, yes, that's wonderful. Not you have the absolute truth or, or I, but the truth uh, will be approached through conversation, through yes. dialogue. And that's why the ministry is there to open the space for students, for anyone. And so it's okay if even if you don't believe or if you don't sure. know if you don't believe no. or, or if you think you might believe but you're not sure but you kind of have some questions. But sometimes I know when I was first uh, on my spiritual journey, I wasn't even sure what questions I had. I just was full of all kinds of doubts and, and you know, so I, it would have been nice to just find a place um, where I could be like that and just be accepted yeah. and, and, and kind of just take things in. 
and not have to, you know, make a big commitment or something right away. Yeah. <laughs> and so that, because that's why our campus ministry is there to uh, provide students with a, a, a space where uh, they can truly feel loved and feel valued mm-hmm. and feel respected. Yes. Regardless of their background, their gender, their culture, their nationality, mm-hmm. their language. Yes. That's why we are there. So, um, so the center is always open. Yes. And um, you, it says here that you also participate in events such as the crop walk and help with Habitat for Humanity. Yeah. So what, what you organize? Take an example uh, of the Habitat for Humanity. Uh, we've been in touch with this group, and so actually they also have different uh, building projects mm-hmm. uh, during a year. So uh, our plan is to get our students involved in, uh, in their building projects in uh, Orange County, especially mm-hmm. this county. Yeah. So if students would, be, would like to have something hands-on and they can really do something and serve the community, come to our group or contact me. Uh, I would be kind of uh, like a contact person. Yes. So uh, by uh, joining our community, and they can also uh, have the opportunity to serve the public community, especially uh, where this school is located. Mm-hmm. This uh, UCI campus is located, the neighboring area. Yes. Uh, I, I really would like to encourage our students to reach out to the, to the needy in the neighborhood. You know, as a student, we're not only here to enjoy the resources provided by our in community. We also uh, need to learn how to give back to our community. Yeah. So this is something I think it's important for our students to learn when they're still studying here. Yes. Thank you. And thank You're you welcome. so much for doing that. I, I'll, I'll never forget. I, it was a couple of years ago. I remember talking to a young student. She was a, a freshman. And I think I met her at the coffee house or something. Anyway, we were talking, and we were just talking about things and uh, and about volunteer work. And she said, you know, she said at home, she said, I wish there was a, a way to find out about things. At, at, at you see, I don't really know how to find out how to do, uh, get involved with volunteer work around in this area. She said at home, I always mm-hmm. like to get it, be involved in something because I, it just is meaningful to me. And uh, I thought, wow, you know, here's a student that's far from home, and she wants to do something to help out in her community, but she doesn't exactly know how to go about doing that. Yeah. And I wish I would have known then about, you know, I'm, you know I, I actually gave her some resources of volunteer things, you know, in the area. But uh, I love that you have something right here on the campus for people, the students, to go to come and be involved with other students in serving the yes. community. And actually, earlier this year, we also uh, got involved in a, a, a community service called uh, Laundry Love. Laundry Love? Laundry Love, yes. What is that? And it, uh, they met uh, once a month, and they gather at the laundromat to help people doing the laundry. Really? Yeah, because some people, they uh, have difficulty... Uh, paying the laundry and so we are there and we provide their them coin and we provide you know soap? any whatever they yeah soap <laughs> yes that's right detergent and uh-huh. whatever they need or even our our labor you know and help folding and yes like that help them folding their clothes so whatever they need or they want to do 
things themselves, that's fine. But we just there, even just spending time with them, chatting with them, mm-hmm. that's also something we will do. So I took students there, and students enjoy it. Uh, they enjoy that they can really uh, being helpful. Yes. Yeah. And even just spending time with people, that's worthy. So that's, that's another example. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, and this is where I, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a struggle sometimes that when I talk about on my show, you know, the principle of noblesse oblige, that with great privilege comes responsibility. I feel, you know, we're here in the heart of Irvine and Newport Beach. There's so much affluence around us. There's, I mean, I'm not rich, but I, you know, I'm privileged to live in a, a lovely house with um, this lovely elderly woman. And I enjoy, I mean, I enjoy so many things by virtue of that as if I did own the house and mm-hmm. own where I live and we have a washer and dryer in the garage and all of that and one day I had to um, wash and I, I try to be very um, mindful you know and grateful about the fact that I drive down the street and I can actually see the beautiful view of the back bay you know every single day and uh, enjoy this wonderful weather and I had to wash my comforter and it wouldn't fit in the washing machine so I didn't know where but I was on my way to my mechanic so I went to this a laundromat over in Costa Mesa. And it was just very strange to me because it's, you know, I mean, it's been since I was a, a, a kid and probably a kid in uh, school since I've had to go to a laundromat. And uh, it was a very interesting experience. You yes. Know, the people that were there and, you know, and I just, there some of the people that were so sad, you, you know, you could tell they just were, I mean, they're in a laundromat, they're just, you know, washing their clothes, and they just didn't look very happy or anything, so I kind of tried to smile at them, but I thought, you know, I don't want to be condescending, you know, but I, 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 I was glad that I win, and I, I love the f- hearing that you yeah. guys actually just go to laundromats and talk to people. Yeah. I had forgotten until I went there that there was one Christmas when I was about 20, oh, I wasn't quite 21, so I must have been 20. And I was living with a girl and babysitting for her, and she had, um, her and the kids had gone to her parents' house. And it was Christmas Day, and I didn't have anywhere to go. I was estranged from my family, and, you know, I was out in Orange somewhere or something, didn't have a car at... Oh, no, I did have... I think I did have a car, but anyway, I went to the laundromat and did my laundry on Christmas Day. Mm -hmm. And I remember sitting there thinking... This is really sad, honey. <laughs> Christmas is, you're spending your Christmas, you have n- nothing else to do. You're spending your Christmas washing, doing mm. laundry. And it was just kind of sad. And, you know, I thought, well, this is, you know, what I'm doing now. But you never know what, yes. what the story is of someone that you might meet in the laundromat. That yeah. you, you know, maybe they're just sad. Maybe they're, you know, maybe they're just a kind, a kind word. You know, yeah. there's a book by Carolyn Mace that I absolutely love. I don't know if you are familiar with it. It's called Invisible Acts of Power. Mm-hmm. And the subtitle is Challenging Grace in Your Everyday Life. And the whole premise of the book is that with every person you meet, you have the opportunity to extend grace or withhold it. That's right. Whether you're walking down the aisle in the supermarket, whether you're driving in the parking lot, you you know, when you walk down the aisle in the parking, you know, in the supermarket, you know, you can make eye contact with someone and smile or you can avert your eyes and ignore them. Um, the same thing if you see a person on the street or, or, you know, being kind to someone in the parking lot. And 
it's amazing to me in that book she talks about she got like 1200 responses from over 1200 responses of people that a small act of kindness had made such a difference in their life and and one guy had actually saved his life because he he actually told god you know i'm going to go down to this place and i think he was going to jump in the river or you know something like that he said unless someone makes contact with me Mm -hmm. and as he was walking someone just made eye contact with him and smiled Mm -hmm. and he didn't kill himself i mean he was seriously going Mm -hmm. he just thought doesn't even it doesn't even really matter if i'm on this planet nobody cares nobody it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. and he asked god for a sign and god gave him a sign so we you never know sometimes something as small as just making eye contact with with someone and smiling at them can might change their whole day might change their life you know actually uh your talk reminds me of a book called uh, the ministry of a cup of water Mm. you know by giving out a cup of water at the right time yes you might save someone's life just yes. like what you say and i think this is my ideal kind of ministry yes and anyone can do it absolutely from the smallest stuff and during the holidays it's amazing to me how many people tell me that they don't like to give money to like you know homeless people or people that need money and they say because you know well you don't know what they're going to use it for and I just like to remind people and you know I remind myself it doesn't matter I mean yeah I mean not in the sense that it doesn't matter what happens to them but sometimes I think the giving of of something of a charitable act or a kindness is about what it does for me you know i think sometimes god's asking me who what difference does it make what they use the money for what about your heart in wanting to provide for someone that you know it appears that they are in need yeah or maybe just being there and talk talking to them yes yeah yeah yeah, there was a little girl that was uh, standing on the corner. Well, a little girl, she, but she was a woman. She had a baby, but uh, right down by Bristol Farms in Irvine, and she just needed, you know, some money for the baby. I don't know what her actual situation was, but I sat down and I talked to her for a little while, and she did. She shared that uh, her and her uh, children, and even her husband, were staying in this motel in Long Beach because they he had lost his job, and she was just trying to get enough money for them to have food while he was trying to get back a job and get on his feet and it just you know it just broke my heart you know i mean mm-hmm. you don't know you wouldn't have known by looking at this girl that that was what her situation was yeah. and she was so grateful just that i would sit there and talk with her for a while mm-hmm. you know i didn't have a bunch of money to give her so i mean you know you, you do what you can but you yeah. know but you never know it's like you said sometimes just the the being and that's with the center the interface center that's right. people it's, can come yes, and just anytime. have someone talk to and them. also something I, I forgot uh, even on uh, Thursday we offer free lunch to anyone oh yeah it starts uh, 12 o'clock okay in the interface center free lunch for anyone so students if you hear this come yes this coming Tuesday uh, Thursday Thursday uh, lunch and dinner yeah both, you know, are, are free. And I think that people really, because we ha- have so much here in, in Irvine and Newport, we really sometimes maybe don't believe that 
that there are students that are hungry. There are. Mm -hmm. I know this for a fact. Yeah. You know, I see students, they, they come in, they're trying to figure out, you know, buy a potato and buy this, you know, they've just got a certain little amount. Um, and, and, they're, and they joke all the time about, you know, get, you know, looking for free food because they don't have a lot of money for that type of thing. Just because it's Irvine doesn't mean that everybody has a lot of money to do whatever they yeah. want and buy so whatever now, they want. through your uh, show today, <laughs> now students get this good news. Yes. There's free food uh, and friendship, yes. fellowship available in the Interface Center anytime. Anytime. That's, yeah. that's, all, that's 24 hours a day, right? Yeah. Yep. Yes. They can go there and do whatever they want. Yeah. Yes. And, okay, so tell us again where it is. It's um, uh, located uh, between Engineering and Middle Earth. Is it right off of Ring Road or on uh, Ring Road? A little bit off of Ring Road? A little bit off, okay. but just a, a few steps away, not, mm -hmm. too, not too far. Mm -hmm. And uh, the number, the building number is 319. Okay. They can find it on campus map as well. Yeah. Now, um, so it's, it's, it's mostly students over there. Yes. They you can also find... Guys and girls. Uh, both. Yeah. Yes. And also, my myself, personally, I'll be there Tuesday and Thursday afternoon. Okay. So, if they like to go there and say hi, welcome. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, today, actually, if uh, someone... Uh, we have our Heavenly Talk series today uh, starting 5.30 until 7. Wonderful. So, it's coming. That's just about 40 minutes from now. Yeah. So, anyone who wants to talk about what heaven is about, come. Or Wonderful. anything, anything they, they like to share uh -huh. or they like to challenge it, they're welcome to come. Or mm -hmm. even if they just would like to meet some other people. Do, to talk do, to. Do, do, when people come, do they have kind of an opportunity to, to introduce themselves to other people, other students, yes. and meet each other? Yes, there are also other students hanging out there, hanging there. Yes, yeah. yes. They can also see other students of different majors. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So, um, how many people will the Interface Center hold at a time? I mean, I, is, I, I'm trying to think of a trailer... Can you get um, quite a few people uh, in there? 200. Oh, we can, really? Yeah, like Friday, more than 200 Muslim students gather there. Wow. Yes, and every all, they Friday. all fit inside the building. Yes. It must be a big trailer. Uh, from outside, you may not believe, but it, yeah. it can hold uh, up to even more than 200. And it has like a little kitchen and everything in there? Yes, you there's a kitchen there. There's a kitchen there and there are, there are also small rooms. They can have small group gathering. Oh, and there's a wonderful. big uh, worship place too, for any uh, religious tradition. Yes, yes. So it's amazing. It is, mm -hmm. uh, and I I can't believe that I I'm so excited that you were at the church on the same day that I was there, and I got to find out about this. I would tell students, students that place is what we call heaven. <laughs> I would say that. <laughs> well, Dr. Fanny Chang, Reverend Chang, I. Uh, Thank you so much. Again, the email is canterburyirvine at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're in the Interface Center Building 319 between Engineering and Middle Earth. Yes. If you go, if the students go over any Tuesday afternoon, like today, anytime from 5.30 on. To 7. And, and, mm -hmm. and then also Thursday for lunch. Uh, Thursday, we our worship starts 5.30 p.m. Okay. And lunch starts 6.30 and then um, 
but the the center provides lunch at uh, noon, right? Yeah, noon. Okay. Yes, free lunch. And so, so for these different things, a lot of times the ministries there actually work uh, together, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like for the Thanksgiving thing, is that going to be a meal as well? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that, what time again is that on Tuesday? Next Tuesday we have uh, Thanksgiving prayer service starting 5 o'clock, okay. November 26th. And then after that will be a meal? Yes, starting probably... Free meal. Free, free, free meal. Yeah. <laughs> well, whatever we provide there is free. Yes. Well, that's wonderful. Thank you so much. You're welcome. For being here and for My being pleasure. here on UCI, for coming here on the show. This is uh, KCI in Irvine. I am Tani Tanuviel. This is What Would Arwen Do? The show will be available on podcast, so please let your friends know about it and know about uh, and let them know about the Canterbury, Irvine, the Episcopal Campus Ministry at UC Irvine and um, the Interfaith Center that that is open 24 hours a day for you to come and just be loved, right? Yes. Just be loved. Yes. Well, Reverend Fitting, I am not, I'm, I intend to stay in touch with you because I am um, always hoping to have more of an interface with students and who knows, it would be wonderful to have a radio show here at UC Irvine about, um, about our faith and about what that that journey looks like on the campus that of the university. Yes. So we'll have to be in touch. Sure. Okay, well, thank you so much. We have just a few minutes. um, And then coming up at 5 o'clock is the Blue and Gold Report. Um, Is there anything else that maybe you'd like to share that I didn't get to ask you about before? Um, Well, just don't forget there's a place on the campus for everyone. It's open and uh, it's welcoming, accepting, and uh, just would like them to be loved. Absolutely. Thank you. Again, the, the show will be available on podcast. You can go to KUCI.org, uh, go to archives, scroll, scroll down to podcasts, or you can also catch us through iTunes where you can download the show. I will be editing out all of the music, but all of the interview will be there. And I will be back next week. The special show, Greg Bauer, the founder of Farm Sanctuary, will be talking about how we can live on the planet peacefully with our animal neighbors. Um, If you're getting ready, I know some people are celebrating Thanksgiving this weekend. Whatever the feast is that is offered you, I would encourage you to to receive it gratefully. And if you're having turkey or if you're having um, whatever you're having, just receive it with gratitude. Be grateful to each other. Be grateful to the earth for the things that they provide. Be grateful to the animals that have provided you with nourishment. I think it makes a big difference if we just receive things with love and gratitude. So we'll talk a little bit more about that next uh, week when we're in the depths of the week of Thanksgiving. I'm going to leave you with a little song, uh, this song from the CD, State of Grace, Turning to Peace. And the song is called Turning to Peace. And this is KUCI in Irvine. Until next week, Ellen, Salalum and Omentielvo, a star shines on the hour of our meeting. And until then, Namariah. <laughs>